Thank you for subscribing to POV Plus. If you're not subscribed to POV Plus, you are missing out on ad-free listening and a new episode of Text to My Therapist every Wednesday, the pop culture offshoot of POV or My Therapist, where I talk about everything going on in the news, things going on on the interwebs, and pop culture, of course. So if you're not subscribed to POV Plus, make sure you do that today. You're missing out on a lot. Okay, welcome to POV You're My Therapist. How is everybody doing this week? Um, I know this episode is coming out on a Monday. I'm recording it on a Sunday. Listen, you guys, I was knackered this week. I'm not going to lie to you. I was knackered. I was really fucking tired and I'm still tired. And like, I've been rotting. I've been rotting. And not, and like, not in a like, ooh, be concerned about my mental health, but just like, your girl's been rotting. It's like that end of year drain when you are tired, when you just feel like you are getting bulldozed, but there's still stuff you have to do. Like that is just my least, least, least favorite thing. Um, and that's kind of where I am now. And also I talked about this a little bit on TikTok, but I started Ozempic, um, and wait, not wait, go via LOL. Well, Ozempic, but like the general form, which is called semaglutide. And babe, I'm tired. I'm tired. And I'm at the gym. I'm tired. But you know what? We see a little something, something going on. We see that, that little waist. She get a little smaller. Ah! The, the waist is getting a little smaller. The ass get a little plumper. It's getting a little higher. You know, so I looking good. The double chin is still double chinning, but she will not be for long, okay? But all that being said, I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. I wake up in the morning and then like I do the stuff I got to do for work. I click, 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 click away. And then, you know, I go to the gym and then I'm just exasperated. And then God forbid if I eat something I'm not supposed to eat, <laughs> you're over. It's done with. And today I'm currently suffering from the consequence of eating a slice of cake yesterday at my friend's birthday party. I ate a slice of cake. It was very good. Today I've been wanting to puke the whole day. So I'm like, no, this is not cute. So, um, all of that aside, uh, if you follow me on TikTok at VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, you will know that your girl went viral this week, okay? She went, I actually went viral like twice. It's very odd. So the first time I was talking about limerence, and I was talking about how I was stuck in limerence for about nine years over the crustiest, ugliest man I've ever known. But the thing is, when the limerence started nine years ago, he was very hot. He was very hot. But like, you know, you get older. And you know, I was ready to love him as a bald, nasty, crusty turtle. But it just wasn't ever going to happen because it just was not something that was supposed to happen. It was not in the cards for me. So this week, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about limerence and I'm going to talk about the things we do and why we do them. Because I know that, okay, not I know, but in retrospect, when I look back at especially that situation, I realized that the cause of my limerence was because of, you know, I have this deep need for affection, this deep want for affection that is really difficult to explain to people. And sometimes I I try to get it from friendships. Sometimes I try to get it from family members, but it's just love. And it 
doesn't matter what kind of love it is. It doesn't matter if it's platonic, if it's familial or if it's romantic. I crave it all the time. Um, and sometimes even when I get it, it doesn't feel like enough because then that's those times that I realize like, oh, this isn't the love that I crave. You know, when I was younger and when I was when I when I first popped out, you know, when when that virginity card was swiped, when that V card was swiped and I was getting comfortable with like having sex with men and like interacting with men in a, a less friendly manner in a more grown up manner. It was very easy for me to pretend that I was getting my needs met by just hooking up with guys like I could. I oh, girl, when I tell you I would hook up with a guy. And I know it was a hookup. I was fine with it being a hookup. I didn't know their last name. So clearly it was a hookup. But I knew what my needs were. And I knew that what I wanted was love. And like this deep yearning feeling of love. And so during that hookup, I would just project that shit onto them. When I tell you, I would have a list of all the things that I knew I needed, right? And I mean like a list of like physical things. I needed my hand to be held. I needed a kiss on the forehead. I needed somebody to tell me they were proud of me. I needed like, you know, I needed like somebody to hold my face. I needed somebody to hug me for a long time. I needed someone to put their arm around me, to put their hand around my waist. I needed somebody to massage my foot. I needed all of those things, right? And, or those are all the things that I yearned. And those were the things that I fantasized about. And when I tell you, I had that list in my head and I would make my hookup go through each and every one of those things. <laughs> we had an itinerary. And we were going to go through it and we we're going to get it done. Okay. Because baby at my core, I am a motherfucking love girl. Okay. So I would do all of those things and that would satiate my need for affection that I had. But as I healed and as I realized, you know, what love was and what it looks like and how it displays itself and how I display it and how I don't display it. That shit no longer cut it, girly. That shit no longer cut it. And funny enough, becoming more healed made it easier to hook up, but it also took away the want to hook up. Like, I didn't want to hook up with people because I felt like it was more draining and it, it was just more annoying and it, it took too much energy than to waste all of that energy on just to hook up somebody I had no intention of ever speaking to again and somebody who had no intention of speaking to with me and there were so many risks that I had to weigh like you know what if this person is like a violent sexual person and like you know because some guys like you start making out with them everything's fine and then you know red flags start coming up like they do things like they grab your chin or like they fucking grab you by the neck and it's like okay <laughs> I didn't sign up for this one okay so there was a lot that like, as I healed, like I just kind of let go of. But one thing that I've constantly struggled with through the years is limerence. Now, the exact definition of limerence is, um, I hate that you can hear the clicking of my mouse. I changed my mouse. But the exact definition of limerence is the state of being infatuated or obsessed with another person, typically experienced involuntarily and categorized by a strong desire for reciprocation of one's feeling, but not primarily for a sexual relationship. 
right? So in this case of limerence that I had for nine years, this person, I wanted them so bad. And I wanted them because to me, they were kind of a representation of a father figure, right? They had, they were really put together. They were like a man. They were sturdy. They weren't. They weren't. Those were things I projected onto him. But in my head, I was like, this is the man I want. Like this person is this this is so fucked up about like this person is daddy dada 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 like that was me <laughs> i was like dada hey dad <laughs> how are you like i've been looking for you and like i wanted all of that affection but obviously like something's wrong there if you are looking for a fatherly love from somebody that you also have a strong sexual desire for that was all kinds of weird. Okay. So this man that like, I thought, you know, was this idea of like, you know, what a man was and maybe he was, I didn't know him to that extent. Like, and I don't mean like, Oh, I, this was a stranger. This was somebody that I knew and I knew intimately I had sex with them. I had a short relationship with them, but I never got that deep understanding of them. So I filled in all the blanks I needed to, to make them who I wanted them to be. Um, so there's three steps of limerence. So, and I don't think I went through these steps linearly with him. I think they happened on and off over the years. So I would say it wasn't the full nine years that I was in this space of limerence. It was for a season in those nine years that I was in a limerence. And I went through this cycle every year with the same person. So it was infatuation, um, so these are the three stages okay so infatuation crystallization and deterioration so I we would hook up and I would have my list of all the intimacies that I needed fulfilled and I would have this fantasy play out in real life and I would get what I needed you know because I wait I made you not you need to fulfill my emotional needs right now or like what I like my physical but like more sensitive, whatever. Okay. And those needs. So I'm like, I need those needs met. They're met. And then obviously if you don't have a strong sense of boundary, which I didn't, you start blurring the line of, oh yeah, even though I asked you to do this thing, you kind of, you, you, you know, I asked you to kiss my forehead, but then you kissed my nose and then you held my face and you were looking deep into my eyes. This is mental illness, but I'm not even going to fucking go there because I stand by, I did what I needed to, to survive. Okay. During that time. Thank you. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I asked you to kiss my forehead, but you also, you know, you held my face. You looked into my eyes. You told me all the things about me that I like, that you liked. You really, you were, you took the reins and you went with it. It was like, um, improv. You really did a great job at improving. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, go out with a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, more time for what? Recently, me and my therapist sat down and literally made a list of all of the things I've been wanting to accomplish this year that I felt that I did not have any time for. There's a book I've been wanting to read on finance. You guys know I'm super into my finances this year. And I was like, when am I going to have the time to do this? Well, we sat down, made that list, and turns out I have time on Tuesday mornings. Little changes can really help create a sense of control in a world where so many of the things that happen are beyond our control. 
So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash POV today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-O-V. So obviously in my little brain that had no understanding of boundaries and didn't understand exactly what I was doing here, I was like, oh yeah, no, they love me. They love me. You, you can't just pretend that what we did, you don't fake that. You know, you can't fake it. This shit is real. Okay. It's fucking real. So then I ha- you have crystallization where it's like you're in that shit. But then you always need more. And I think that's the thing with fake things. They never satisfy the need. And you always need more. And it gets to the point where you realize you cannot sustain on bread alone. You need nutrition. You need real Like you need something real. And then that's where the deterioration comes in. So I went through that for a long time. And I just, it was such a hard cycle to escape. And I finally escaped it when I started under, not understanding, but when I actually had mental discipline. And mental discipline, you're like, what the fuck is that? Like you can be disciplined about a lot of things. But I think when it comes to limerence, when it thinks to come when it comes to having an involuntary crush, when it comes to needing things, you and things that you can cannot control, things that are out of your control, you have to have a lot of mental discipline because you can't control other people. And a lot of the times, if I'm being honest, we can barely control ourselves. Passion and love and wanting these things, oh my God, they can drive you crazy. And learning mental discipline around something like that, it looks like when I feel myself yearning, when I feel myself getting sad, when I feel myself wanting to step back into this person and to find them and to reach out and slip back into that limerence, I remind myself that there really is no love there. This is not real. And when I experience love, it'll be so worth it. And if I never experience love, if I get to a point in my life where, you know, I'm older and it just doesn't seem like it's happening for me, there will be other things that I can experience. And then even in those conversations with myself, I'm like, well, I can't say that because look at all that's happened in this life that I never predicted. So I cannot sit here and say that I can never find love. If I say that, all I'm doing is I'm casting a spell on myself and I'm making sure that the universe heard me say it out loud. So I'm like, I don't even believe that, you know? So, but there is a difference between limerence and love. And one of the biggest differences is you're trying to obtain affection when you're dealing with limerence. And love is this emotion that is so big that you have to give it. You have to give love. It is so nice to be loved, but it's equally as nice to give love. And limerence is very much a one-sided thing. Um, Limerence is releasing a lot of adrenaline 
kind of chemicals, the kind of chemicals that work with the reward system in your brain. So you get this person's attention, suddenly you're on a high. You don't get this person's attention. You plummet to the bottom of the earth because you need it. You need this thing to survive. There's a lot of stress and frustration when you feel like they're not paying you attention, when they're not talking to you. And so you become very obsessive. You become very obsessive regarding it and you find yourself kind of spiraling down this never ending cycle of feeling good enough, not feeling good enough, wanting, getting it not being enough because at the end of the day, it was never really begin with. So the difference between that and love is, you know, love, you're giving affection, but you're also receiving it, which can be really nice. You have very calming chemicals. It is things that give you peace and not necessarily butterflies. Um, And I actually think that's a feeling calm around somebody that you love. I think that's one of the biggest differences is that limerence, you kind of navigate out of fear. But the opposite emotion, you feel very calm, like you have a bit more of a sturdy head on your shoulders. That doesn't mean you're not nervous and stuff, but it's the root of your behavior is different. So when it comes to love, you can see these people's flaws and you accept them as they are. It's not the minute you see a flaw, you get an ick, all of the fantasy is gone the it all dissipates it falls apart you know people have flaws but when you're loving somebody you accept them because you understand that because you have flaws too and you hope that they can love your flaws as well so love also comes with like clearer communication granted I'm reading from a list here but granted communication is uh, it's such a complicated thing because I feel like people are just really bad at communicating and it's not cute okay it's very annoying people just need to talk a little bit more um funny enough I was talking to one of my friends actually I was talking to my cousin and because y'all why this man that I was like you know Halloween man let's just call him that he hit me up okay he hit me up and then we talked for like a day and a half and then I asked him what did he want like I feel like that's a fair question okay I asked him what did he want because I'm like if you're gonna ask me on a date ask me on a date okay if you want to fuck me, tell me you want to fuck me so then I can move forward and, you know, whatever, decide if I want to fuck you or not. Like, just give me something. Like, I don't do small talk. I really don't. So I'm just like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But I was like, what do you want? And I said that. And then I was like talking to my cousin about it. And I was like, but then he didn't want to spawn. And then my cousin was like, well, he's probably like doesn't know what he wants. And, you know, you know, dead it like <laughs> he was like, dead it, block him, move on, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Should I say he doesn't know what he wants? And then he was like, yo, like, do you just think things and then say them? And I was like, absolutely. And he was like, OK, that's your problem right there. And I was like, all right. Yay. Thanks. But I mean, it's true. But at least at that point, I have open communication. Granted. You know, it might not, you know, saying the first thing that comes to mind may not be the wisest course of action, but at least it's a fucking course of action. If I need to backtrack, I'll backtrack, but whatever. So limits and love are entirely different things. And I, you know, I learned that the hard way. And like limits, when you look back on yourself, when you were in a limiting stage, girly, like I would have fallen for a cult, babe. I really would have. That Twin Flames cult, funny enough, when I was watching that documentary, 
And I talked about it on the Text to My Therapist podcast episodes. When I think about, you know, the Twin Flames Call, and if you don't know what that is, Twin Flames Call is this group, two white people, who, and this is very important, I say white people, because they were, the behavior that was giving was very much like hippie, privileged, annoying. This man thought he was Jesus and he was not shy to say it. But when I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, like, wow, they're really preying on, you know, poor, sad, pathetic people. And then there was one girl that I really fucking hated because she just really wanted a reason to stalk her ex. And I was just, I didn't really feel a lot of empathy for her. I was like, this fucking bitch, like you suck. You suck before the cult. You suck after the cult. And then, you know, I started reading into Limerence and I started thinking about my own Limerence stage. And I was like, okay, perhaps, (laughs) perhaps I would have fallen for the cult too. The Twin Flames cult. That's telling you that if you know, the reason why you and your beloved is not together is because you need to work on yourself and to work on yourself, you need to take their courses so that you can learn more about yourself, get in tune with yourself, and then your true love will find you. Okay. Girly pop at the worst of this, this was when I was, Oh, this is so embarrassing and awful. But at the worst of this, this was like the first time I went to see the psychic. You remember that? Do you remember that? This was when I was as deep in tarot TikTok. Okay. And I'm not kidding. A big part of getting over limerence is having to shield yourself from certain ideologies. Okay. Like just a, you might be minding your business and then suddenly a random bitch just pop up on your for you page talking about there's a man from your past. He's this, he's that he's been thinking about you. You haven't spoken in a while. You should reach out. He misses you. Do you know how many times my dumb ass actually picked up my phone and was like, Hey, how are you? I really think like it's it's a psychological disorder. Um, so we're not even going to lie about that. I find it so worrisome how easily it is to humiliate and just not be wise about your actions when you're in this state. Because I probably could have justified a lot of this. And the thing, though, too, is, all right, so I'm saying this, and I'm very well aware that on the outside, it sounds like I'm a stalker. You have to understand, I was, he was constantly giving as well. So I don't mean giving like, oh, he's a giving person. No, I mean, like, we'd hook up. And then all of these feelings that I should have detached or just put somewhere else, I kept feeding them back into him. So it's like every time I was kind of away from the drug, he pulled me right back in. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't giving myself a real fighting chance here. Um, yeah, when I think back on that, it's really scary. It's like really scary to see how far down the rabbit hole your mind can go when you let it. Um, and I think that's why it's a good thing to learn about these big words that you never heard of. Um, Cause I knew, I know before this, I never heard about this. So, but now, you know, you learn, I've learned boundaries. I've learned, 
I've learned myself and I've learned what I actually want out of a relationship. And the things that I want are so real. They're so real. Like, bro, I'm I'm on TikTok. I'm watching these wedding vows. Okay? Yeah. All right? I'm on TikTok. I'm watching these wedding vows. This man gets up there and the only wedding vow he says is, he said, I vow to tap that ass every time I see it. Bow. And then even the guy doing the vow, like asking, I don't what is that called? The minister guy? Even he was like, is that all you have to say? And he was like, yep. Asked him that three times. Each time he said, yep. Somebody in the crowd was like, come on, dude. Like embarrassed for him. Okay. <sighs> that, I don't want that shit. That's that vain shit. That's that surface level You think you're getting your needs met. You think this is what you want because you've never actually experienced love. You've never seen it firsthand. You've never been able to even give yourself that amount of self-love to have anything to compare the love that somebody else gives you to that. Because if you love yourself, you're not going to want to be disrespected like that. Like if you love yourself, you're not going to want to be disrespected like that. And, you know, I'm watching these videos and I can only imagine what these women are putting up with behind closed doors. And I'm like, there are so many warning signs that have left to this day that have led up to this day. And for this person to get here on such an important day and just make a fool out of you and themselves and not care and not feel bad about it, it's really heart-wrenching. And then right after that, keep scrolling, 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 I see another set of vows where the man is like telling his vows, brother is crying, and he's like, I hope that when my last day comes and death takes my hand, I hope that I have your hand in the other so that I can find you every other lifetime. Motherfucker. Bitch. That's that kind of love I'm looking for. I'm looking for real understanding. I'm looking for somebody who is my friend, who respects me, who respects themselves, who wants good things, who wants happy things, who understands their full course of emotions. They go through it all. They are not an NPC version of being a person. They're not just experiencing everything on a surface level and then running away from it when the water gets a millimeter too deep. You don't want that because I know the shit is not easy, okay? I know life is not easy. Life is very hard. And another thing that I was reading was Somebody said so many people think that they find their soulmate, but then it's like, ask yourself this person that you, oh no, actually this is what it was. Cause this week, um, last week, that movie, uh, the end of the world came out on Netflix. I didn't finish watching it. I'm probably going to try to finish watching it today. It was, I need, I needed questions answered that they were not answering, but they were talking, somebody on Twitter was doing a really good breakdown of compatibility and the relationships that we're in and kind of while they were watching this movie because this movie covers like a relationship kind of there's two married people in the movie so the person was saying you know this movie kind of made me think about when you're in a disaster you can you can want to be married to whoever you want you want to be married to this person because you love this and this and this about them but when the world is coming to an end when shit is hitting the fan who do you want there with you and not who do you want there with you because you know whatever reason 
But who do you see yourself heading into this challenge with? Who do you have faith in to head into this challenge with you? And that's what they were asking because, you know, a lot of people are in marriages that you have a child. You can't even like get through the day with this person because they're so fucking stupid. Like they're an imbecile. And like you have a kid and the marriage starts deteriorating once the people have children. And it's like you, you know, you don't want that. And I think being single is the perfect time to understand that because when you're in a relationship, time is moving. And oftentimes I think. We think that we have our relationship has to progress as time moves. So we've been together for 10 years. And despite us not being married, we need to get married. Oh, sorry. I said that so wrong. We've been together for 10 years. And despite us not being ready for marriage, we need to get married because that's what everybody else is doing. But it's like, well, if you're not married at that point and you're not ready, there might be things about that person that you don't know yet. Get into this relationship because you've learned certain attributes about this person and it makes you think, oh, wow, I I want you. I want to be with you. I want to be with you when I die. I want to be with you when I'm scared. I want to be with you when I'm happy. I want to be with you when I'm sad. I want to be with you when I break my leg because I know you're going to calm me down. And I want to be with you when you break your leg because I hope that I can calm you down. I hope that I can give you the strength and encouragement that you need at this time. So it's like there's so much stuff to think about. And I don't think it has to be scary. I think it can be really exciting. I don't know if you can tell, but a bitch been yearning. Okay. I've been yearning. (laughs) I've been yearning. I had a dream last night, girl. I had a dream last night about somebody that I really used to have a crush on, but I don't talk to anymore. Um... I had a dream about them last night. And in this dream, you know what the worst kind of dreams are? The worst kind of dreams are the dreams that like provide little fucking background. My brain can create a whole nother existence. But give me context for the movie going on in my head. Absolutely not. Decides not to. But this dream, no context, but I was in New York And I was like staying in a hotel and I ran into this old friend. And for some reason, he and I decide to go back to my hotel. Okay. And it's very evident that shit's about to get hot and heavy. Okay. But before it can get hot and heavy, my friends apparently decided that they were all going to come into this hotel and have a surprise party for me. (laughs) So when we got open the door and we finna get hot and heavy, girl, it's hella people living my hands. And mind you, I'm not, it's a surprise party. I don't know what the party's for, but it's not for my birthday because in the dream, like I remember feeling like I don't want to celebrate. Like this is not necessarily something I want to celebrate. Like I'm kind of sad, like I'm kind of in an emotional state. So I want all of these people in my house, but I don't know how to say that shit in a nice way. And in this dream, this old friend kind of recognizes that because, girl, I leave more than I leave like one or two times to go to the bathroom just to like gather myself. And then the third time in this dream that I go to go to the bathroom, he's already in the bathroom. And in this dream, he just gives me a kiss. And then I wake up and then I was pissed off (laughs) because I'm like, brain, I think about this nigga for months what the fuck is wrong with you, you stupid ass hoe? I'm like, why would you do that? 
was so pissed off. I was like, I ain't thinking about this nigga forever. Why on this cold December night that I'm already having a hard time fucking sleeping because the heat is drying up my goddamn nostrils, making my shit crusty as fuck. And I'm waking up at four in the morning, waking up on the dot every hour because I'm so goddamn dry. And then my air humidifier ain't doing shit. Why would you conjure that man into my brain? Why would you do that to me? Why would you do it to me? Okay. So, you know, obviously when I woke up this morning, I had to call one of my friends and be like, okay, girly, what's been going on with this nigga? Like, what's he been doing? What's going on? And she was like, okay, here's the relationship, life, and work update on him. Bada, bada, bada. And I was like, all right, cool, moving on. And she was like, do you miss him? I was like, no, fuck no. I don't miss him. I don't miss him. But, you know, that's still a person who's like breathing, living, alive. Like, I, I want to know what's going on. So, yeah, that dream really fucked with me. And I'm just getting nauseous just thinking about it now. But, um, but yeah, but now I'm wiser enough to know that, you know, this person could never satisfy those needs that I have because they're just on a different wavelength, okay? Um, but yeah, so, but anyways, I've been yearning. I've been yearning because it's December, it's cold, it's chilly, when I lay down at night, I want to cuddle into my big blanket and I want to put on the Grinch and I want to watch it with somebody, you know? And that feeling sometimes makes me like, oh my God, it makes me be like a little toxic where I want to like hit up my old teens and be like, hey, what you doing? Are you home? But then, you know, I have to remind myself why they're old teens why they're not current things, why they're not long-term relationships. And, you know, I get sad for a second, but then I pick myself up again and I cuddle into my bed with my two animals and we watch the Grinch all by our damn selves like the strong black women we are, even though Precious is white, okay? So... I've been thinking about all that a lot and I've been thinking about like old relationships too and stuff like that because girl I promise come New Year's I'm gonna be under that table eating them grapes okay I'm gonna get the grapes gonna eat them Mm -hmm. because remember last year all the girlies were saying to eat grapes under the table at the stroke of midnight and to wear red panties so bitch I'm gonna be in my red lingerie under the table eating my motherfucking grapes okay because I just 28 I really I'm at the point where non-abashedly I will say I would love to be in a relationship but not just any relationship I want to be in a caring relationship I want to be with somebody that I like and like somebody that I would like to face very hard times with as opposed to just somebody like damn like like dumb fucking somebody like ugh like sometimes when like dudes piss me off because early on when we're talking they're fucking up early on like I'd be wanting to like double text and like be like are you trying to ask me out but it's like I don't want to put that energy out there because then it's like bulldozing it's like you're bulldozing onto this person that they weren't gonna do it they had no intention of doing it but now they kind of feel pressured and it's like that's not the way I want to start anything off ever at all so I'm not gonna um 
yeah but these are my thoughts this week i know this isn't a very long episode i've been just exhausted oh my fucking god i've been tired and i just did not have it in me to record an episode and now i kind of have it in me but the awful thing is i sat down and i got nauseous as fuck i'm nauseous right now so i'm about to gulp down my water and lay down i've been rotting in bed all day and i really hate that but it's literally what i need at this moment um but yeah so that's this episode of TV Therapist. Um, this Friday, I'm going to publish one of the interviews that I did earlier this year. I'm really excited about it because it talks about a lot of different things regarding family and relationships. And, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. And I assume that a lot of you guys will be seeing your family for Christmas. So whether it's going to be a hard time or an easy time, um, I think this is a good conversation to listen to. And I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I love you. Bye. Mwah.